Hi everyone, my name is Jennifer Bex. I have been lucky to be a small part of the league from its beginning and now I can welcome you to the first official European League of Football podcast episode. Well, week two is in the books and what can I say, the season has just started and is already incredibly exciting and unpredictable with quite a few surprises on the pitch. And, I mean, that is exactly why we love the sport and why we love the European League of Football, because it has brought American football games back to our neighborhoods with 12 franchises from five different countries in year two. But, I mean, most of you, well, you know all of this, of course, but you might not know my podcast partner, Tim Hans-Willemenke, the ELF reporter. Hi, Tim. Hey, hey, Jenny, what's up? <laughs> I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm actually doing pretty pretty well. I'm super excited to be here in this podcast with uh, with you and talk about all the games that happened in, in in week two of the European League of Football. Exactly, that's what we are here for. And this is our first official podcast episode. Could you introduce yourself and tell us what you have been doing for the league so far, please? Yes. So as you already said, I'm a, a author and every re, uh, reporter for the European League of Football. Uh, I think for over a year now. So uh, that's my that's my job with the European League of Football. And now I'm doing this podcast with you. So I'm super <laughs> excited to be here. Yeah, let's get it started now. In this podcast today, we will look back at the weekend and all the field action from week number two. I already mentioned that this season is, well, hotter than hot. <laughs> two weeks played and there have been already more surprises than I would have imagined, such as our defending ELF champ, the Frankfurt Galaxy, with an 0-2 record. I mean, Tim, what has been your biggest surprise so far? I mean, uh, every game was a little uh, interesting, but I mean, uh, talking about the Barcelona Dragons defeating the Hamburg Sea Devils 24 yeah. to, uh, to then 21 is quite impressive, and uh, I haven't expected that, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, we can say that the Barcelona Dragons kind of, well, they pick up where they left off last season, especially with their quarterback, Zach Edwards, who is simply playing fantastic football. So I would say it's not surprising that after an outstanding performance in week one, he was voted the TO MVP in week two with 108 rushing yards, 202 passing yards, two touchdowns and one interception. And uh, at the game against the Hamburg Sea Devils, I mean, the franchise that had one of the strongest defense in week one, but now in week two, Zach and his teammates that did their thing. Now, Tim, I would say we jump into the first game. Who can stop the Barcelona Dragons in this season? The Sea Devils defense couldn't. That's a that's a tough uh, tough question to answer. But uh, talking about Zach Edwards, I mean his uh, his teammates uh, call him Magic Zach for for <laughs> a, uh, for for a reason, right? So yeah. you already mentioned 108 rushing yards, 202 passing yards. Uh, he's the first ever quarterback in the European League of Football his, history. I mean, we only have the second season going, but still uh, the first quarterback to to actually do so in one one game alone. So uh, that's a quite impressive performance by him. And also American wide receiver Cal Sweet with 12 catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns. He's also a difference maker. That's the second game with uh, actually second uh, touchdowns. So he's also a difference maker for the Barcelona Dragons. Yeah. And Kyle Sweet replaced Gene Constant, who changed mm -hmm. and went to the, uh, to the Hamburg Sea Devils. Um, that must have been a special game for him. 
Right, right. I mean, Dean coming back to Hamburg, uh, he didn't quite have the impact maybe he uh, wished he had. I mean, he had seven catches, but only for 28 yards. So um, maybe he's he's coming back stronger this season. But against the Sea Devils, against uh, against the Boston Dragons, sorry, against the Boston Dragons, he didn't have the game maybe he wished to have. But still, seven catches is quite impressive. But yeah. uh, I mean, coming to Jordan and Constant, both the American wide receivers for the Hamburg Sea Devils, uh, they both only had, uh, I mean, five and seven catches is quite quite good, but uh, under 100 passing yards again, and both with, without a touchdown in the 2022 season. So we'll just have to see how they will uh, attack the passing attack with the Hamburg Sea Devils. But uh, so far, it's just about the running game for the Hamburg Sea Devils in this season. Yeah, so why do you think, why are they struggling? Because the Sea Devils have such strong individual players on their mm -hmm. roster, and they have a great coaching staff, and I mean, we know that they are strong. Right. I mean, they have a strong rushing attack. Uh, they also have Kirk Heidelberg as the offensive coach, uh, the former uh, Cologne Centurions head, head coach of 2021. Yeah. Um, so they have a strong rushing attack. They really like to run the ball with Glenn Tonga. Um, he also had one, 124 rushing yards and one touchdown again uh, in week two. But uh, so far, uh, they weren't really able to or maybe didn't want to show uh, their passing attack with uh, Gene Constant and Lamar Jordan the the second, but I don't really know. It's a tough question, but uh, I think they just have to lean more on a salary Cisse, their German quarterback, and to really trust him to make to make those those two Constant and Jordan more because now defense is only focused on on really stopping the run off the Hamburg Sea Devils and don't really um, have to stop the passing attack because they don't really use Constant and Jordan in the passing attack that much. Yeah, well, and even though they have those guys, especially in, on the offense, would you say still that the offense is their weak spot? I don't really think they have a weak weak <laughs> spot. It's only about how to use the players, uh, right? Because they have a really, really strong defense. I mean, maybe they have one of the best defensive lines in the European League of Football, but uh, they also have a really strong offense. I mean, one of the best offensive lines still. Although Keanu Ebanks went to the CFL, but still they have a really good offensive line and a good yeah. running back room. Um, but also the wide receivers. I mean, they are the only team in the European League of Football with two American wide receivers on their on their roster with Constant and Jordan. So I think it's just about finding the rhythm on on offense, really, really getting this getting this trust in Salary C as the as the German starting quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, come on, this is week two. The Sea Devils won the first game. Now they lost the second game, right. and we want competition. We want exciting games. We want to see different winners. And now the winner, the Barcelona Dragons, two games have been played, but the Dragons were so strong both times. We sang our prayers already. Um, what makes them so good now? Um, you mean the Barcelona Dragons? Yes. Um, I mean, Zach Edwards is a difference maker. I, I mean, we actually already talked about him, but uh, they have also now a really strong defense. I mean, last yeah. year, if you if you look at last year, I mean, Zach Edwards was a really good quarterback then, but um, they kind of missed this game changer in their in, in their defense, and now they have a really sound defense with with a lot of playmakers. I mean, if you look at linebacker Cesar Brugnani with 13 total tackles, one and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, one forced fumble. Uh, that's an impressive stat line. Uh, and they also have an, another um, quite impressive uh, defensive player in Michael Sam, former NFL um, uh, defensive end. So uh, they have an all-around all defense now that really helps out Zach Edwards and the, and the, uh, and the offense. So uh, I don't know, Jenny, what do you think? Can the Buster Dragons go all the way in 2022? 
Honestly, I think they can. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of crossing my fingers for them. I mean, their development started in season one. And as you were just mentioning, Zach Edwards, but still the, the whole the whole franchise, the whole roster. I don't know. I, I think in season one, everyone became kind of a Barcelona Dragons fan after their um, game against the Cologne Centurions, which they mm. won. And then they became stronger and stronger. And now they just continue. And I'm very pleased and happy to see that. And yes, I have zero doubt that we will see them win many more times. But then again, who knows? There is one thing that I can guarantee, and that it, that is, <laughs> and that is that it will remain exciting. Well, but now exactly, and now we talked about the Dragons and the Sea Devils game with the best player, the Chio MVP of Week Two. Let's move on. Which one was your best play in Week Two? Best play, I think. Uh, I actually thought going into this podcast is that that <laughs> this would be a tough question, but uh, I have no doubt that Paul Steigerwald with the Stuttgart Surge, his, uh, his touchdown catch in the late fourth uh, fourth quarter for the Stuttgart Surge, that was an impressive catch. I mean, if you really listen to this to this podcast, tune in on the YouTube uh, of the European League of Football and watch the highlights of the Stuttgart Surge against the, against the Rockwell Panthers, because that was a catch to to really know to and remember see, uh, to uh, also also that. Because Paul Steigerwald caught his from the caught his uh, caught the football from the from the backside of the of the defender, so you just have to see it to actually believe it, I guess. So uh, that was a great catch. <laughs> well, you heard him say, "Go and check those check out those highlights on YouTube." So let's dive deeper into this game. Panthers won it with twenty eight to twenty five. Now the Rockleaf Panthers have a record of two and zero. But the mm -hmm. tight result surprised me a lot on Sunday, I must admit. Uh, with a strong performance from the surge, they led the game several times. And it seemed to be a tough fight for the Panthers against the franchise that was clearly beaten by the Dragons the week before. And now right. looking at the stats here, uh, the surge with 373 total offensive yards from 77 total offensive plays compared to 305 total offensive yards from 58 offensive plays from the Panthers. Mm -hmm. Do the numbers surprise you, Tim? Uh, they they actually do because the Stuttgart Surge uh, had a quiet game on on uh, on offense in uh, week week one right uh, yeah. with Randall Schroeder only I think he only passed for over just one 100 yards but this game he actually showed showed out and com uh, completed 23 out of 46 passes one interception but still two touchdowns um, to Benji Barnes and then Paul Steiger well, we already talked about this incredible catch. <laughs> and um, another player that really surprised me was uh, wide receiver uh, Riedinger with uh, seven catches, 119 yards. He actually led the, led his team with the Stuttgart surge. So, so the offense over overall got a, got a lot better with uh, Randall Schroeder at the at the quarterback position, and uh, that's what they have to build on. And in week three now. So, what would you say? What were the key changes that they made? I mean the passing game. The passing game. I already talked about that. But Randall Schroeder finding his uh, finding his offensive rhythm also with this uh, with his receivers and also using tight end David Mesa, the American import tight end, with uh, seven catches and fifty seven yards. That's important. You have to use him. You have to use your running backs. And uh, Brian Yankson also racked up uh, fifty three rushing yards. It's not a lot, but still more than in week week one. So they're I think kind of getting into their offensive rhythm, and that's really important for the Stuttgart search. Yeah, totally agree. Um, let's let's take a closer look at the Panthers. I must admit that even though they won both games, their performance kind of surprised me. And next game will be in Frankfurt, 
Mm-hmm. What's 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 happening with the Panthers? I mean, quarterback Hansen is going uh, into this season with a lot of confidence as a former Division One player. Um, I mean, two hundred six passing yards against the Stuka surge, two touchdowns, one interception, sixteen completions out of twenty five uh, passes. Yeah. But uh, he, he he had a great game again. Um, I mean, the running uh, the running game could be more uh, productive with uh, with Pascalini, but I I guess it's just the beginning of the 2022 season. You actually see this with with uh, with all the teams. Every team has to get into some kind of offensive rhythm and also defensive yeah. rhythm. And I think in week two we actually saw saw that from the from the Panthers even more, and also from the Suka Surge. So every team is getting into a more offensive and de- defensive rhythm and in a in a rhythm in a team rhythm in general so we will actually see a better better play in the weeks to in the weeks to come but we can also talk about defense for the for the panthers i mean defensive back goran zach also 11 total tackles one and a half tackles for loss one forced fumble one interception though that's an impressive <laughs> stat, stat line to, yeah. to have even against the stuka surge that uh, that uh, uh, that um struggles so much in week one um so yeah, the, the the Panthers are doing it. They're sitting on top of the North Conference, two and zero. So we we'll have true. to see what what next week brings. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting then. Uh, one more question about the search. I mean, next game will be against the Vienna Vikings. Where do you see them going in Austria? I mean, they clearly won't won't be the favorite team to uh, yeah. to win in uh, to, to to win in uh, in Austria against the Vikings. But I mean, um, the two and Vikings. We will actually come come to them later, right? But uh, the yeah. two and Vikings are really impressive, calm, cool, and collected. That's what I uh, um, that that's what I called them in my latest article on the European football, <laughs> European League of football website. So they're actually doing it. They have a great great quarterback, and I think they the the uh, the Stuka search have to have to up their game. Again, a notch uh, to actually beat the Vienna Vikings at at home in the Generali Arena. Yeah, but um, we just have to see. I mean, yeah. uh, the European football, as as we also said, is all about upsets, and uh, everyone can actually lose. So yeah. we just have to see what, uh, what what the next week brings. Yeah, and compared to season one, the level of play is already so much higher this year uh, and that's what we wanted now let's move to the next game you said that Barcelona surprised you this week I have to say that the Raiders and the fact that one of the best football franchises from Austria has lost both games that surprises yeah. me a lot yeah. and I really must totally. admit that I expected them to win in Cologne yeah that's 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 totally right I mean I was at the game in yeah. in, in Cologne and uh, Jan Weinreich the quarterback of the Cologne Centurions came came up to me after after the game and was like huh you didn't you didn't expect that right and I was like no I didn't <laughs> so uh, I think so even they might not fun. have expected that <laughs> yeah right I mean I mean uh, Jan also told me um, that that he was confident uh, in go- going into the game of course as a as a quarterback you actually have to be confident in and every player on the on the offense side, and also in yourself, and you, you have confidence in yourself. But um, still, I mean, playing against Raiders Tirol, one of the best franchises in 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 all of Europe, and and also in the European League of Football, is yeah. a is a tough task. And uh, they came away, they came away with the with the win, forty six to forty nine. Yeah. So uh, that was quite quite impressive. And the Centurions led the game with nineteen to nothing after the first quarter, didn't they? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And you mentioned quarterback Jan Weinreich. Um, I heard that he was very emotional after the game. How mm-hmm. would you describe his performance this season so far? 
I mean, he so far uh, balled out. I mean, he's a difference maker at the quarterback position, and uh, not not a lot of people wanna wanna maybe hear hear this as a German quarterback. But mm -hmm. German quarter quarterbacks can play, and Jan Weirich proves it. I mean, with three passing touchdowns again. I mean, in uh, week one he had four, but uh, again three passing touchdowns. touchdowns so now seven uh, during the season, two interceptions still, but uh, again over 350 passing yards. That's quite impressive. Now, so now yeah. he sits uh, at over 700 passing yards for the for the season uh, within two games. Yeah. So that's that's impressive. Yeah. And what else do the stats tell us about the Centurions? I mean, Quinton Pounds is also a difference maker for the Colon Centurions. Uh, we can't lie about that. I mean, uh, two touchdowns in the first week, he, he had three. So now he also sits at five receiving touchdowns just in week, just in week, in week two. So that's also uh, quite, quite well, uh, quite, quite good, I mean. And uh, also 145 receiving yards. So uh, Quinton Pounds is really, really good. And also Paul Leonard. I mean, he had not only one receiving touchdown, but also one, uh, one passing touchdown. Um, so um, they got got a, got a lot of trick uh, trick plays going against the Raiders and beat them at the at the end. So yeah. And then what went wrong on the Raiders side? I mean, looking at the stats again, they only had sixty six net rushing yards compared to one hundred eighty eight from the yeah. Centurions. Right. Uh, I mean, um, I. I I think you actually flipped the numbers, right? So the oh. Raiders had 188 yards rushing, and the oh. Centurions only had 66. But still, um, yes. <laughs> you, but still, you have a you have a point. I mean, the uh, the Raiders started out slow. Uh, I mean, uh, trailing uh, 19 nothing in the first quarter, you you actually can't can't do that in the European League of Football. Every yeah. team is so good that you have to be up to speed from 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 the beginning, from the beginning of the first uh, first quarter, and that's what the what the Raiders missed. And um, yeah. they actually then trailed by 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 19 points at the at the um, uh, at the um, what's it what's it after the first 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 quarter right and um, yeah. so you you actually can't can't do that in the European football and also Sean Sean Shelton the quarterback uh, I had an interview with him after the game and that's what he 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 also told me you actually can't do that in the European football and that's what they will be working on towards uh, week week three um, when they play uh their their next opponent so uh, that's what they actually have to work on just starting out strong from the beginning yeah and i mean one of the reasons why they joined the elf is because they were finally looking for a better competition and now they got it and i think it's the first time that the raiders are uh oh and two in a season right mm -hmm. yeah that's totally <laughs> right so that's uh totally unfamiliar and that's yeah. what also the the uh the uh the players and the whole franchise has to deal with yeah i mean never being owned to in a season and now being owned to in the european league of football uh you have to dig yourself out uh out of that hole so uh that, that will be interesting to to see what the raiders will will do next week yeah next week against the thunder will they come back strong then well that's a that's a tough question I I think they will, but this uh, but the Berlin Thunder uh, also uh, now won their first game, so yeah. they will also be uh, coming in hot. So this will be an in this will be an interesting matchup. Definitely, and um, yeah, the the Raiders are under pressure. That's that's all we yep. can say here. So yep. let's continue with the franchise from Berlin. In week two, uh, they played against the Rams, and they kind of destroyed the team with forty-one yeah, to seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Let's bring down the numbers here. Istanbul Rams total offensive yards 121 and Berlin Thunder total offensive yards 403. Yeah. I think that is more than clear, Tim. Right. I mean, if you have almost uh, four four times the offensive yeah. yards than your than your opponent, you're um, you're kill, 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 clearly I'm sorry, clearly <laughs> doing uh, doing something right. And uh, that's what they did. I mean, uh, running back Jock Crawford uh, found his rhythm of 2021 again. 122 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. Uh, that was a quite impressive uh, performance by by Crawford and also quarterback Giorgio Manario uh, found his rhythm again um, from his uh, time in the GFL. 18 out of 28 passes um, um, and then also 227 yards and two touchdowns without an interception. So... Yeah. Those offense players really were uh, were the difference makers for the Berlin Thunder. Yeah, well, the offense performed pretty well this game. Would you say that after their loss against the Sea Devils in Week One, this was a demonstration of power from the Thunder? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Berlin, we can count on, uh, the, count Berlin on was, them this season. Right, Berlin was kind of uh, I I don't want to say pissed, but uh, they were kind of they were kind of uh, sad about the loss in uh, in Hamburg. So now they wanted to they just wanted to um, yeah, beat the Rams, but also beat the Rams with with a lot of points, and that's that's what they did. They came they came out and dominated. Yeah, and also the defense is looking pretty good. I mean, not only do they have the sack monster from season one, Kyle Kitchens, on their roster, to name another player, linebacker Seifert with nine mm -hmm. tackles, two and a half tackle for loss, one forced fumble, and one recovered fumble. Overall, yeah. how do you rate the Thunder defense from that game? I mean, they're really they're they're really good, but it's also about the Rams' offense. I mean, the Rams' offense yeah. didn't really find their their offensive rhythm. Um, Johnson Fisher only th 30, uh, 33 rushing yards on nine nine carries without a touchdown. I mean, in week week one he had uh, eighty two rushing yards and two two touchdowns against against the Centurions, so that was quite uh, disappointing. I guess, and also quarterback Stegman only eleven passes out of thirty three uh, thirty four. Exactly. Um, and 61 passing yards in four yeah. full full quarters. So um, they just have to find some offensive rhythm again um, next yeah. uh, next week. How much is he under pressure now? I think he's under pressure. Uh, he's he's not an American quarterback, so um, yeah. he's under under pressure a lot coming into this week um, with only 61 passing yards now. And uh, I guess he also threw four interceptions last week against the Centurions. So he he has to up, he has to up his game. Of course. Yeah. And, and then again, looking um, back at week one, I mean, I was surprised by the Rams, to be honest. Um, would you say that the offense is the clear weak spot on the team? I would say so. I mean, yeah. I mean, on, I mean, on uh, on defense, they have uh, former Stuka search linebacker Zachary Blair. Uh, yeah. He's he's always ball, balling out, and they have a lot of other difference makers. Chad Walron, he he actually got the blocked uh, block punt. And then the then the first touchdown of the game, so the uh, the the Rams actually came came out and uh, and led the Berlin Thunder seven nothing, right? Um, but um, I think yeah, the the offense may be the weak spot of the Istanbul Rams. Yeah, definitely. Um, next game, I would say. Um, yeah. So we have the Raiders, cool. but then the other Austrian franchise who clearly celebrated their second win in a mm -hmm. row now against the defending champion with thirty to ten. The Frankfurt Galaxy have lost their first two games now. I mean, did anyone expect this to happen? The champion losing two games in a row? Uh, I would I would actually say so because, I mean... Really? 
I mean, the first the the first week was quite uh so quite sur sur uh, surprising. But I mean, if if you look at the week two matchup against the Vienna Vikings, they actually yeah. played without American import players on their on their offensive side. I mean, Jacob Sullivan was uh, was was out injured. Um, yeah, he was he was injured, and then Janadi Adams, the running back, also was uh, injured during during the game. Um, so it was a rough, rough uh, outing for the Frankfurt Galaxy. But I think they will bounce, bounce back in week in week three. We will, we will come to that later. But uh, with a 30, uh, 30 to ten um, game for the Vienna Vikings, it was a strong outing again for the for yeah. the Austrian franchise. Yeah, and well, they lost their first game against Rheinfire. Mm -hmm. What do the stats tell us about the Galaxy, Tim? Uh, I mean, Johan Knecht, uh, he was, I mean, the uh, the German quarterback that uh, that started the game for the Galaxy, he was thrown into some cold, cold water, right? Uh, I mean, with the um, only being being there for uh, not, not not even a full a full week for uh, for preparation. He completed 16 or 37 passes, two interceptions, one touchdown. And one of the interceptions well, was also uh, was also a pick six to Benjamin Strait, the defensive yeah. back from the Vienna Vikings. So it was a rough outing, but some bright, bright spots on the offense of uh, side were tight end uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Mwamba for example with three catches but for 85 yards so he he got some deep deep targets and deep catches um but over overall it was an uh, a disappointing outing I guess yeah. for, the, for the Frankfurt Galaxy offense do we know anything about Sullivan will he be able to play in week three uh, so far, from what I've heard, he's 50-50. So okay. uh, the Galaxy still has, still have to see um, if if he will be available again for their next matchup. But uh, he's 50-50 so far. But I guess if he isn't ready to play in in week three, he will be ready for week 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 four. So uh, that's yeah. what I I think at the moment. Well, fingers crossed for the Galaxy and uh, mm. get well soon, Jacob. Uh, what about Adams? Will he um, be back? I don't really know. I mean, Adams. Uh, uh, you mean the quarterback from Ryan uh, Ryan Fire? Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, uh, running back who got injured during oh, the game. Oh, Janadi Adams. Yeah, Janadi Adams. Uh, from what I've heard, it's a season-ending injury. So uh, we have to see. But uh, if Ooh. it's if it will be official soon, but uh, from from what I've heard, uh, he will be out for the remainder of the season. Okay. Okay. So not so many good news for the Galaxy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's move over to the Vikings then. Quarterback mm -hmm. Erdman, he got sacked five times, but right. he remained calm and has a high completion rate. How important yeah. is he for the team? Super important. I mean, yeah. Jackson Erdman is calm, cool, and and collected just like the whole franchise, I think, with uh, 24 out of 30 passes and one touchdown, no interception again. So he's uh, one of the quarterbacks without an interception through uh, through two weeks. Um, so he's he's really important for the for the franchise, and he, and he also used uh, uses his, his offensive uh, weapons right. Also, former Hamburg Cedo was tight end uh, Adia Boteyamo oh, yeah. with eight catches for ninety eight yards, and uh, he actually led the team with uh, with his receptions with eight eight uh, total catches. But also uh, wide receiver Florian Bierbaumer, right? Yeah. He had three three touchdowns in uh, in week one, but now he had six catches for ninety nine yards again, and. Yeah leads his team or led, led his team in, in the past week with uh, 99 yards. So uh, those offense weapons were impressive uh, for the Vikings. Yeah. Would you say that they are the key players on the Vikings roster? Yes, they are. But you yeah. you can't really under underestimate any player of the Vikings roster because, That's for example, true. running back running back Florian Vegan is also a really, really good running back. He had 14 carries for 75 yards and another touchdown. So um, they don't really have a weak... Uh, a weak uh, uh, spot, maybe uh, 
compared to other teams. So that's that's what makes the Vikings really, really strong, in my opinion. Yeah. And, uh, well, you mentioned tight end Botea Moreno. Would mm -hmm. you say he's the best tight end in the European League of Football? Yes, I think so. I mean, yeah. last last year, he uh, so in 2021, he uh, led the European League of Football in, uh, in receiving yards uh, from the tight end position. And I I think he has a strong outing again uh, against the Galaxy. So um, maybe he will he will lead the all the Titans again in 2022 with yeah. receptions and uh, receiving yards. But we just have to see. Exactly, we have to see. Now let's take a look at the last game of week two. Rheinfire won against the Leipzig Kings with 28-17. to Rheinfire, one of the new franchises, and like mm -hmm. the Vikings with a 2-0 record. Does this result surprise you? Um, it does, but you also have to look at their head coach. I mean, former yes. uh, San Francisco 49ers <laughs> uh, head coach Jim Tomsula. Um And they have great individual players, and I yeah. think they're really s starting to gel on on the on the offensive side and on the defensive side. So um, it's coming together for the for the Rheinfire franchise. Who are the playmakers on the Rheinfire offense then? Um, so they have a cheat code with the wide receiver uh, group, right? With uh, Nathaniel Rob Nathaniel Robertel and Timothy Knull both uh, suiting up for the Rheinfire. Um, Robert Taylor has back-to-back -back touchdowns now um, in two games. And Kill also is impressive uh, as a wide receiver. He actually led all wide receivers last year in touchdown receptions. So mm. he's a quite, uh, quite good wide receiver for the Ryan Fire. And also for quarterback Matt, Matt Adam. I mean, he is he has to be quite quite happy with his offensive weapons, yeah. I guess. And also running back Jason Agumon. I mean, I mean, the French running back, former uh, Kings in 2021, also had one touchdown again. For the Ryan Fire, so he's also using the using his great offensive line. Yeah, and what about the Ryan Fire defense? I mean, two important forced fumbles and two interceptions towards the end of the game against the Kings were those mm -hmm. the moves that decided the game in the end? Yes, yes, for yeah. sure. I mean, it was not really that much about the Ryan Fire defense. I guess it was more about the mistakes that the Leipzig Kings made. Um, yeah. If you look, if you look at the last four uh, four drives, all all the last four drives ended in ended in turnovers. So yeah. um, you can't you you just can't do that in the European League of Football, and not if it's a close close game, and if you if you want to want to come away with the win. So. Um, They have to get better. I mean, with the with the Kings, they actually did did that uh, again. I mean, and if you look at the first week against the Rock Club Panthers, they also had a fumble at the at the end of the game, and then yeah. then lost the game because because of that fumble. And again, this this uh, this week, they uh, they uh, they turned over the ball four times on the last four drives. So that's they they just have to start to actually finish finish strong and finish the games, not only be be good in the first three uh, three quarters and then yeah. we then become sloppy in the in the fourth do you think they can fix some of these problems before the next game yes i think so because yeah. they also have a great head coach with uh, with fred uh, fred armstrong yeah um so they will of course work towards finishing games games better of course yeah And I mean, the Kings defense, for example, they are really good. They have a strong front seven. And not to forget to mention the quarterback hunters, Bombeck and uh, Tavares. Right. Um, would you say that the Kings maybe stand in their own way? Um, and if so, why? I mean, because they also finished great last last year towards the mm -hmm. end of the season. Um, yeah, well, I'm definitely crossing my fingers for them. Right, I mean they have a great front, uh, front seven with Bombeck, Tavares, also Lance, uh, Lansley, Lansley, uh, Lansley, Lansley, 
Leota, I guess, was his name? Yeah, Lance, yeah. Lance Leota. And uh, Asan Zellerberg also. Um, so they have great uh, players up up front in, uh, on their defensive side um, and also great uh, offensive weapons. So you just have to come come together, find their find their rhythm, and then they'll be they'll be good, I guess. But the but the North Conference is really really hard. Now they're zero and two, and last in the Northern Conference. So we just have to see. Yeah, exactly. We have to see. And I mean, Tim, that's been all games from week two. Yeah. Let's take a look at the conference standings. So the Northern Conference, you just mentioned them, but this conference mm -hmm. is led by the Panthers with two wins, followed by the Sea Devils and the Thunder with one win and one loss each, and then the Kings with two uh, two losses. Then we have the Central Conference. Uh, the Vienna Vikings won their first two games, followed by the Raiders with one win and both the Galaxy and the Surge with two lost games. And then the Southern Conference on first place, the Barcelona Dragons, followed by the Rhinefire and the Cologne Centurions, with all three franchises having won all of their all of their games. Well, and then the Istanbul Rams with two losses. Tim, especially the Southern Conference standings are looking wild. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, you agree? <laughs> yeah, yeah, to totally. I mean, uh, having three three teams with a two and zero record and only one one team with a with a losing record. Yeah. I guess nobody really really expected uh, the uh, the uh, Southern Conference coming coming out that that strong. I guess in yeah. uh, in uh, in twenty twenty two. But also the Central Conference. I mean, that's super super impressive if, if you think about just the Vikings having a winning winning record and all other franchises, the Raiders, Galaxy, and the Surge having losing yeah. records. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it was a fun two first weeks in the European League of Football. Oh yes, it was. It was. So will will the standings change in in week number three? They will. I mean, so one of the best games, here. right? Yeah. Right. But one of the best games, I guess, this week will be the Barcelona Dragons at home against the Cologne Centurions. Both teams from the Southern oh, Conference. Yeah. Both team. Both. Uh, both teams two and zero. So yeah. we will see a great, great game uh, in Barcelona. I guess exactly. Well, you you just mentioned the first game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. European Nico football fans, there are a few games that you can look forward to starting on Saturday with the Centurions playing against the Barcelona Dragons. Their first home game. I'm sure the fans are extra super hyped. And then the Sea Devils playing against the Kings on Saturday. And then on Sunday we got four games. Berlin Thunder versus Raiders, Panthers versus Galaxy, Rams playing against the Ryan Fire, and last but not least, Surge against the Vikings. Tim, what are your predictions? Centurions playing against the Dragons. That will be, as I as I already said, that's a that's a tough tough game, um, and also a tough game to to predict because both teams played really really strong in the first two weeks. I mean, the Barcelona Dragons capping off a win against the against the Hamburg Sea Devils, the Cologne the Cologne uh, Centurions capping off a win against the Raiders to roll. So it will be a it will be an interesting game. I mean, last time they they met, they combined for over one hundred uh, points. Uh, yeah. We already uh, we we all have this game in in mind in Barcelona yes. um, when it was like touchdown after touchdown and that was amazing think, right but but I actually think we uh, we uh, we won't see that much touch that many touchdowns yeah. uh, in, in in this game because both uh, both teams now have a really really good defense uh, but I have to go um, I think I have to go with the Barcelona Dragons because they yeah. are on fire against the Hamburg Steelers beating the one of the best teams in the European League of Football I mean the Raiders are also a really good team um, but beating the Hamburg Sea Devils, uh, who were in the 
in the championship game in 2021. I just have to go with the Boston Dragons and their and their um yeah win against the Hamburg Sea Devils in in week two. Yeah, I I go with you here, Barcelona Dragons. Centurions, Cologne, uh, Cologne Centurions, I love you. I'm sorry, but I uh, think the Barcelona Dragons will win on Saturday. And then what about the Sea Devils and Kings matchup? I think the Sea Devils will, will actually come out being pretty mad about last <laughs> last week and the loss against the Barcelona Dragons. So I I actually guess that the Hamburg Sea Devils will come back even, even stronger also on the defensive side. And um, yeah, show the Leipzig Kings that they are still one of the best teams in the European League of Football. So I will go with the Hamburg Sea Devils against Leipzig Kings. I am going with the Kings. Oh, really? Okay, yes. why? Why? Um, I mean, I mean, you mentioned the strong Sea Devils defense, but so is the Kings defense. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm, I'm sure they just don't want let, uh, let that to happen again. And okay. they are hungry and they want this win and uh, they... Okay, different season, but last year they were one of the few teams who actually won against the Sea Devils. Mm -hmm. Totally different story, but still, no, I, again, I love the Sea Devils, but I go with the Kings here. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And then Sunday, Thunder Raiders. What's your Ooh, prediction? That's that's one of the toughest games, I think. <laughs> it, it will be super close, in my opinion, because Berlin Thunder now with their first first win uh, at at home. But now the Berlin Thunder travel to uh, to the Raiders to to Tyrol, yeah. actually. Um, so I will take the Raiders actually over yeah. the Berlin Thunder because the Raiders are playing at at home in their in their own stadium. They don't have to have to travel. The Berlin Thunder have to uh, travel all the way down to down to Austria this week. So I will go with the Raiders to roll. Yeah, me too. They they have to. They can't they can't accept a third loss in a row at home. No, no, no. I go with the Raiders. And yeah. now Panthers Galaxy. I mean, tricky uh, question. It, it also depends on Sullivan, of course. But still. right, right. That's what Panthers that's what Galaxy. I was. Uh, I just wanted to say because it really depends on if uh, Sullivan has uh, has enough strength and health to come back to the Frankfurt Galaxy starting lineup. But uh, I think also Moritz Schoenknecht now has has a full full week then of uh, of uh, of practice with his old team, and don't don't forget that Moritz Schoenknecht won Shio MVP last week in uh, in uh, in one of the weeks. So he is also a great great quarterback. Um, yeah. And I think the Frankfurt Galaxy cap off the first win now against the Rockland Panthers because now they're playing the second home home game and they they really don't want to lose two home home games in a row. That's that's not the Frankfurt Galaxy. Uh, that's actually true, but still, I go with the Panthers. Okay. <laughs> we have to have All a right. competition between the two of us now. No, yeah, I true. mean, <laughs> also, also, when looking at the, the Panthers, are so I, I'm sure they are so hungry for this win because last season they lost both games against the Galaxy, and uh, no, they 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 want that win, and I'm sure they will just fight as hard and strong as possible. Okay, so then. Two Rams versus, yeah, stuff. yeah. Then Rams versus Ryan Fire. Uh, I would go with Ryan Fire because they're yeah. on a winning, they're on a winning, uh, winning streak. And as long as the Eastern Rams can fix their offensive uh, pro problems with uh, Jared Stagman and the running game, I will have to go with Ryan Fire here. Yeah, same here. And you and I, we are going to be live at the game in Duisburg. Yep, that's, I'm that's very true. much looking forward to that. Me too. Me too. Yeah, and then Surge playing against the Vikings. 
Um, I will have to go with the Vienna Vikings. Yeah. I mean, they they don't really have a have uh, something that the Stuttgart can can attack really. Uh, they have a sound defense, sound offense. We already talked about them and their play playmakers on on both sides of the ball. But I have to go with the Vienna Vikings. Um, sorry, Stuttgart Search, but yes. uh, you'll probably be zero and three going uh, into yeah. next week. Uh, same here. Yeah, well, but but let's see. I mean, let's see what's going yeah, to let's happen see. It's on the, the field. It's the European League of Football, right? Exactly. So anything can, can happen. Right, right. We have seen some surprises, and we will see more. I have no doubt about that. And I mean, let's figure out who will come back stronger. I'm sure. Yeah, like I said, we will see a few more surprises again. Mm-hmm. Tim, it was a pleasure to talk to you about the games. Let's cut, catch up again for week three. Yeah, it it was a pleasure talking to you. likewise and of course at home thanks everyone for listening um go and enjoy the elf games next weekend no matter if live or on screen you will be entertained i guarantee you that and by the way don't miss the official european league of football show coming out on thursday with the chio mvp zach edwards as my guest and then on top of that we want you to take action let us know what you want to know from the Geo MVP AdWords. On Instagram, the European Nico Football will make a post about it. Leave your questions there and let us know what interests you. And with all that being said, see you again next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>